When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On this episode of the Oklahoma Breakdown with Iker and Lehman, presented by Riverwind Casino, we have a one-hour and 17-minute interview with the new head football coach at Oklahoma, Brent Venables. It's fantastic. Then we do winners and losers of the weekend. And that's it. Please download and subscribe to the podcast. Rate it five stars and write us a good review. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search Oklahoma Breakdown on any of those, and you'll find us. All right, our man Michael Hostie will kick this thing off. It's time for the Oklahoma Breakdown. It's a beautiful Monday, March 7th, and you're listening to the Oklahoma Breakdown with Hiker and Layman, presented by Riverwind Casino. Riverwind is Oklahoma City's premier casino experience, and your health and safety are Riverwind's number one priorities. There are so many reasons why Riverwind is consistently voted OKC's number one casino, but it all starts with their amazing variety of gaming thrills and excitement. Riverwind's beautiful, award-winning environment plays host to more than 2,800 of the latest electronic games with a huge selection of table games, including Blackjack, Blackjack Match, Roulette, and Teddy's favorite, Craps. No matter what your game, Riverwind has it in spades and hearts. In Fridays in March from 6 p.m. to midnight, you can win your share of $80,000 in cash and bonus play in Riverwind's $80,000 courtside cash giveaway. Drawings are every 30 minutes, and grand prize winners will be selected at 11.59. If you need help finding your way, just visit Riverwind.com, Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Now recording this Sunday night, please leave us a five-star review and a nice comment. Remember, you can email the Oklahoma Breakdown at gmail.com if you would like to sponsor the podcast. And just a reminder, going to do a few Q&A, mailbag episodes, whatever you want to call them, in the offseason where we're answering your questions. And the three ways to get us those questions, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and comment with your question. Email us your question to the Oklahoma Breakdown at gmail.com or tweet the podcast Twitter and use hashtag AskOKB. That's hashtag AskOKB. All right, now that that's out of the way, Ted, we've got the head football coach of the Oklahoma Sooners and... He had a lot to say. (laughs) Yes, he did. Um, We didn't fire off a whole lot of questions, but I think we, uh, we got filled in on pretty much everything, right? We, we did. And yeah, I don't, we, we really don't have anything else to talk about. He pretty much covers it. It's more, it's like, 
one-eighth interview, seven-eighths TED Talk is how I would describe it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, start to finish, laid out pretty much everything you would want. So uh, people are going to love it. All right. Here's Brent Venables. It is our pleasure to be joined by the new head football coach at the University of Oklahoma. Mr. Brent Venables is in the house. What's going on, BV? Not too much, man. Good to be on with you boys. How's it been? I know it's been uh, it's been insane ever since probably you got the call and found out that the job was open, but how are you managing the day-to-day? The -day? It's the first couple of months has to be the most difficult. Um, I don't look at it as difficult. Uh, never, nothing happens as fast as you want it to. Uh, but just through experience um, as a coach and as a father, um, you, things have to happen, you know, naturally and organically, uh, I guess is the best way to put it. So patience is something um, that I've had to learn to uh, accept. Uh, you but, must have learned that recently. <laughs> most recently. <laughs> no, you know, I, I, I'll be honest. Here's a couple things. One, you know, I'm take most of the time you hear coaches take over a program, like when we did in 1999. Remember, they had not gone to a bowl game for five years. Oklahoma, you know, the team that since 99 has gone on and has the most wins in college football, you know, the most um, in the history of college football has 50 conference championships. That Oklahoma, the same one, and it was a complete mess. There was a lot of pushback. There was a lot of overinflated opinions, uh, bad, just dudes that are in bad places and um, a lot of complacency uh, at the university. Um, uh, just, just a lot of issues. It was very dysfunctional. So, you know, there's a lot to fix and that's more the norm than not when there becomes a new coach at a, at a, you know, for an NFL team in college, you got a lot of stuff to fix. And I'm not saying we don't have, uh, our own warts, you know, uh, we got our own issues, but they pale in comparison in, in regards to most transitions when, when somebody becomes a new head coach. And so, you know, there's a really solid foundation here. And um, this is a place that, again, we've won 78 games the last seven years. You know, we've com competed in three uh you know, college football playoffs in the last five or six years. We've, we've, you know, we've won 14, I believe the last maybe 16 big 12 championships. I mean, that's the success that, that Oklahoma has had, um, you know, recently. And again, in the history of college football is, you know, we're, we're in a, a, a very small elite company. So I say that with a lot of humility, knowing that again, I'm taking over a, a program that, <clears throat> It's certainly not in disarray compared to a lot of people. Uh, I'll just say that we have tremendous alignment and leadership in the university community with, you know, President Harris and, you know, Joe Castiglione, Zach Selman, Larry Nafee, uh, and so many others. Uh, just there's a lot of comfort for me because of, again, my experience here and history here. Uh, and then I've hired a wonderful staff, like a big time staff of not only really good, the X's and the O's and, you know, say Thad Turnipseed, uh, Woody Glass, guys that are 
really experienced um, businessmen, professionals. Um, they're not overwhelmed with anything, um, but really great people, great men, great leaders, great husbands. Their, their, their values align with mine. Uh, the vision of the program is a very clear vision for them. There's just a, a natural alignment um, intentionally done by me. Uh, you know, I kept a bunch of guys that were already here on offense, but I've known those guys. Like, it's not like if, trust me, just because they're here and it was easy and convenient, and they wanted to stay doesn't mean for me, for Brett Venables, that isn't why they're, they're here. It's because they fit, they fit me, they fit the culture, they fit um, our players. They, again, their values align um, who they are as people align. And that's, you know, people always make the place. You, you can go stay at the Ritz-Carlton with the big old California Kings and the silk sheets and those big old fluffy pillows and all that, but the people at the front desk don't treat you right, you ain't going back. And uh, people always make the place. Um, this is a people business, you know, so the same way I choose um, vet recruits, you know, through a, a patient, um, relational process is the exact same way I hire staff. It's no different. And you got to focus on the root of the tree and uh, quit focusing on the fruit. You focus on the root. You got to get the root right. You know, I know this. You got to have the right seed before you can plant the right kind of harvest. And um, the seed always precedes the harvest. And same thing with building a program, man. You got to lay a foundation, man, that that's a foundation of bricks and mortar and rebarb, uh, not of, you know, of sand and a lot of fluff and a lot of talk. And I've uh, got, got to hire people that know how to be about it and players that can be about it and uh, leadership that's going to be about it, not just talk about it. So a lot of proven winners uh, on and off the field and, and the locker room has been terrific. And, um, We've got to reset some standards and, uh, you know, reestablish um, accountability and, you know, the things that it, that it takes, the non-negotiables, whether that's uncommon effort or, you know, focused intensity, aggressiveness and everything we do, um, you know, make sure that everybody understands what the formula for success is doesn't change it it isn't one thing for the coaches and then one thing for the players it's the same thing for everybody and um you know we got to have a daily focus you know how do you eat an elephant teddy how do you eat an elephant i don't know one bite at a time i guess one bite at a time it's like a simple <laughs> thing so instead of trying to get to you know 2022 you know september man that'll come at its time it's got to Everything has a process to it. And so quit worrying about that. That'll take care of itself. Uh, or it doesn't matter about that if we don't take care of today and really have a daily focus as a football program and be inside out in everything that we do. You know, where we're at today, we're not where Alabama is. You know, it is what it is. Can we get there? Absolutely. You know, but we got work to do. You know, you can name other programs, but we're going to be inside out in everything we do. I want our players to be inside out. Uh, I want our coaches to be inside out. I, want, I need our program to be inside out. And let's let's focus on the standard of this program. Let's focus on the standard of expectations that we've created for ourselves. There's plenty of expectations by everybody on the outside in, and there's so much that's pushed to our players 
I've got to create an environment where I can insulate them. I can protect them. I can, I can, I can get them to focus and I can get them to think the right way uh, because there's a lot going on out here. And, you know, we know that uh, distractions are the enemy of greatness, right? Also on the other side, the complacency is an enemy of greatness too, you know? And so, you know, there's no entitlement for anybody. And uh, we got to have an, uh, you know, uh, just understand the attitude is going to carry this program. You got to have an attitude of belief. Um, you know, attitude affects your mindset. It affects your heart. And so we got to make sure our guys are thinking the right way. And our coaches are thinking the right way. And there's a cohesion and a synergy. Uh, but I've got to do a great job of making sure I have a very clear vision for what the purpose of this program is, what our values of this program are, um, what the root of that tree is. And because when you, you focus on the root and you make sure you bring in good soil, the players being the good soil, and then us coaches begin having the right men, the right leaders, the right people in our program that are throwing good seed, uh, you know, in that, in that soil, man, the fruit is going to happen. And you're going to have all kinds of uh, a great fruit, but you got to focus and protect and nurture uh, and be very committed uh, patiently uh, on the root. And um, that's what's, and that's our foundation, you know, of our program. And uh, so again, you got to, you got to again, have again, a, an attitude of belief, you know, you're not going to get anywhere if you, if you don't believe uh, in one another, in a system and players. And, um, you know, and, and again, you got to, we got to lead from a place of optimism and love and connection. I just think that that's what um, we want to be a relationship driven program. So I've hired people that again, um, to me, um, have those same types of values, but, but thinking the right way, being inside out, I think is, is where it all starts. Um, and you know, the Bible says, as a man think so is he. So, you know, think the right way, you know, and, and I just, you, you, you treat them like a dog, you kick them like a dog, you talk to them like a dog, they're going to act like a dog. And the same thing with our players, you hang out with dogs, you're going to get fleas. And so we got to surround ourselves with, with good people, um, not perfect people, but just good people with good intentions. And um, again, uh, having a very clear vision for, you know, the purpose of our program, keeping the main thing, the main thing, what it's going to be about, uh, you know, just being a, a relationship driven, a faith driven, uh, again, having an attitude of belief and making sure that our guys understand, um, you know, again, you know, what we're, what we're aiming at, you know, we talk about different, uh, you know, times of the year, what we're focused on, what the target is. There's so much stuff going on, you know, don't worry about the NFL draft, you know, don't worry about someday, just worry about today. You know, some days never going to happen. You just focus on today and just be great today. And that's all, again, that's the one bite at a time thing, right? You know, just focus on being great today, right where your feet are. And, uh, you know, I promise tomorrow. And uh, yesterday is, uh, you know, it's a dead yesterday. You want to learn from your past, good and bad. But it doesn't matter whether you won, whether you lost, it don't matter. It's always about what's next. And uh, so, again, just, again, uh, just getting back to just having that, you know, that daily focus, you know, and uh, having purpose in everything you do. Uh, but uh, really, you know, want to be a program that focuses on what's best for the players. And uh, as we know, sometimes what's best for the players, they don't they don't always agree with or like. But that's that's um, it's just like running your own house. 
you know, it's wisdom, it's judgment, it's, it's experience. And, um, you know, I want when, when young people come here, I want them uh, to be attracted to the relationships, to a family environment, um, to come somewhere to get connected to something uh, that's going to last a lifetime, you know, equipping our guys with tools and, um, as husbands and as fathers and um, just as businessmen and CEOs, uh, not to it's like uh, the roulette table out there in Vegas. We, we, we swung through, uh, uh, we went to, uh, we go to uh, Palm Springs and did the Sooners in the desert and stopped, uh, have dinner and, and uh, throw a few dice. Uh, some guys, they had never done it before. So we stopped and did that. And there's a, this table called the roulette table. You know what that looks like? Red, black. I know what it looks like. Yeah, I'm, I'm asking you guys. You guys know what it looks like. Yes, I'm asking. But Ben, yeah, I've I've placed a better six. Okay, I've on got a roulette the table. table layout. I've I've got the table memorized. I've got a full system on how to play roulette. I'll show it to you sometime. <laughs> All right, so check it out. I think when you look at like roulette, it's like red and black and odd and even. It's like Russian roulette. <laughs> I think I call it Russian roulette. It isn't good odds for you. Okay. All right. Seems pretty simple. And it is. It's for it's for meatheads. OK, but what I, I want to make sure our players don't come to Oklahoma and they go, they put it all on, on red. Like they're putting everything they got on football. OK, because that that's going to be empty and that's not going to be fulfilling. And as we know, they're going to live most of their life without the game. And so we got to get we got to get them to focus and think the right way. There's nothing wrong with dreaming big, man, and facilitating their dreams to be uh, to be great college players, to be drafted highly uh, in the NFL draft and have a, a 10, 12, 15 year career in the NFL. That's great. And we we're as good as anybody, you know, at facilitating those dreams. That's a great thing. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a great thing. But we also need to make sure that. If, if, if less than 2% of all college football players make an opening day roster in the NFL, then let's focus 98% of our time on the true return on investment. And that's education. Okay. That's going to create more opportunities than anything. Okay. For the rest of their life. Okay. Let's focus on, you know, development in every part of their life. Okay. Again, as, as men um, in career development, um, academic development, you know, and support, uh, you know, life skills development, have an opportunity to, to grow in their faith if they're looking to, you know, some guys have no foundation. Some guys come in with the foundation. Shame on us if we don't provide, you know, resources for them to continue to grow in their faith. That's a good thing. That's, uh, I believe you need a foundation um, that's going to, again, because life's going to bring you to your knees now, whether it's death in your family, it's cancer, it's, it's failure, lose a job, whatever it is, you know, and I just believe that uh, you got to have a higher power, you know, um, that you can, you know, help you weather those storms. And I uh, just believe in that. And um, at the same time, we got to have, you know, there's a lot of young guys that come in here and they, they actually, they're big, they're strong, they're five stars, whatever they are. And they don't have a lot of courage in anything other than football. And our job is to help them, uh, have the courage to run towards their giants, whatever they are, not away from them, you know, and run towards your giants. And um, so, again, I, I just believe in, you know, hiring, you know, holistically a staff um, that's equipped 
um, that can help our players on and off the field um, year round, 24 seven, you know, whether it's curriculum or it's again, just having people that are there to, uh, you know, you know, help lead our guys, pour into them, you know, uh, you know, so, you know, that's what we've created a village here and we're still working on that village and it takes a village to raise a child and I can't do it alone. Um, I've got to, I've got to be able to have peace that, you know, we've got people on layers of support and communication and, uh, there's, there's trust, you know, people are, uh, you know, connected and, and, uh, I got to find the right kind of people too. Like I said, that, that good soil, you know, continue to, now it takes time too for us as coaches to evaluate all these kids out there, what they're coming from, their families, um, what their why is, and, you know, their academics, you know, what kind of a teammate they are, all those things matter. And you know, just like, you know, all these things I'm talking about, just you go snap your fingers and it's all exactly like you want. It doesn't happen that way. It has to be a process to it. And so for us, you know, there's got to be a process too, and developing relationships with, um, you know, recruits and uh, don't be like everybody else. They want to, or I say everybody, I'm, I'm painting it with a broad brush, but you know, it's all, you know, all the great players, everybody's recruiting. They have all these offers. Doesn't mean it's a great fit for Oklahoma and what we want. We want to attract guys that value education, looking for family. They want connection. Uh, they want to be held accountable. There's structure and accountability and discipline. You know, you're going to go to school. You're going to go to your tutors. You're going to go to your learning specialists. Oh, you ain't playing. <laughs> it's pretty simple. And we're going to hold them accountable. We're not going to look the other way. You know, we're not going to use them to win games. Okay. You're going to do things the right way because that when you leave and the game's done, that's what the real world's all about. You're going to be held accountable for your actions. And, um, you know, but we want to help. Again, some guys, they, 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 like I said, they don't have the confidence. They don't know what they want. They have never really thought about it. We got to get them to focus on the man in the mirror and just, uh, you know, I, I just believe, um, I think one of the, one of the best things that you, you have um, that I believe, you know, my maker gives to us, man, is your dreams. You know, he puts those thoughts in your mind and, um, you know, he, he just helps you um, have vision for what you want your, your future to look like. And that's a good thing. We need to help, again, facilitate that. And some guys, they don't know what that looks like, what their purpose is, what their passions are. And we, through relationships and over time and workshops and things, we can help find out what else that they're really good at, they're passionate about, what they love to do, their purpose on this earth. And uh, that's where I feel like you'll get real fulfillment in your life and have a life of substance and um, uh, where you feel great about what you're doing every day. And uh, so again, just developing mindset and culture attitude. Um, you know, Gandhi says your, your destiny is tied to your beliefs. It all starts with your, where your beliefs are. And so I think that's a, that's a cool thing. You know, our guys are process driven and um, some things are okay. You know, all right. If you, your destiny is tied to where you believe, so you got to think the right way. If you're thinking you, you know, negative stuff in, you're going to get negative stuff out. You know, you put positive stuff in your mind and positive people around you, and you live more of a positive life. You have positive results. Positive thinking is positive results. So you know, just you know, I think just taking time instead of it got to be ball twenty four seven. Then have to be ball twenty four seven. You got to get the other stuff right 
and the ball, which we all inherently know how to do really well, coach it, teach it, play it, uh, you know, that's just what I believe, you know. And if we don't get the, the root of the tree right, and uh, if I've learned something through the years, Kansas State, we it was very, you know, focused that way. And um, we had a great foundation of um, commitment and work and what success looked like and paying a price well, when we were here in the, uh, you know, in late 1990s and then into the 2000s. And then when I went to Clemson, it was, um, you know, very culture driven uh, program. And, uh, and Coach Sweeney is an amazing leader, you know, just a, he's a tremendous man. He's a great coach. And, uh, you know, so I've been, I've been fortunate. I've been, I've only been a part of three staffs, but three Hall of Fame coaches like Bill Snyder, Bob Stoops, and Dabo Sweeney. Are you kidding me? And uh, I wasn't just hanging out. I'm paying attention to everything. If they said it, if they, if it came out of their mouth, I wrote it down. I still got, I got notes forever. Uh, and I just I t- try to teach my own players that. I teach my own kids that. And if somebody's saying, got something to say, man, write it down. And you're always learning, you're always growing. So I want to be a program that is progressive, is forward thinking, and we're innovative. We, you can't ever stay the same. I said earlier, just complacency is the enemy of greatness, man. You got to always push forward, always look for, you know, what's next. You know, who's doing what, excuse me, who's doing what better? You know, you don't have all the answers and that's okay. You know, it's when you, your ego's getting away and you get stuck in your ways and you don't, the only way, you know, you're not open to change or, or, or uh, improving and evolving. And just because it was good yesterday doesn't mean it's good today. And so you got to, uh, you got to check your ego at the door. And I got to be that way, you know, as a leader. I've always prided myself on being a great teammate. I'm going to try to be great today. We'll get you right back to the interview. But first, the only place to stop when you're road tripping is Love's Travel Stops. Loves has over 560 locations in 41 states offering 24-hour access to clean and safe places. Whatever your road trip needs are, Loves has it. Fuel, fresh food, all the snacks and drinks, including, yes, my favorite, Java Amore. That coffee is fantastic. Loves also has you covered if you forget your phone charger or headphones. They've expanded their mobile-to-go zone so you can grab any of that stuff there. Make sure you download the Loves Connect app for exclusive offers from today's most popular brands. The Loves Connect app also includes a route planner and store locator. When you see that red neon heart on the highway, stop in and say hi at Loves Travel Stops. For a full list of what Loves has to offer, visit loves.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Opolis Clothing is the home for all of our Oklahoma Breakdown merchandise. Make sure you go buy our Buttery Soft It Ain't Good Enough shirt or the Texas Sucks shirt, go to opolisclothing.com. That's O-P-O-L-I-S, clothing.com, and use our promo code TED, T-E-D, for 10% off of your entire order. You still get a discount on all of the OU and Oklahoma City Thunder gear as well. That's opolisclothing.com. Use the promo code TED 
for 10% off, buttery soft, and 10% off. All right, back to the interview. Uh, well, like, like my career, if somebody said, let me uh, fly on the wall and watch Brent Venables go to work every day, the picture that comes to my mind is somebody holding me under the water trying to drown me. And I'm fighting like hell. You ain't going to drown me. And that's how that sense of desperation is how I've showed up to the office, the practice field, recruiting, uh, whatever game day, don't, don't matter. And, and I'm just high on life. I just I love life. I'm full of energy. Um, I've got all kinds of scars, all kinds of warts uh, on me. You know, I'm not perfect, but I've, I've always been a great teammate. And I've, I've never wanted to let anybody down, not my players, not my colleagues, not the, 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 the constituency that I represent. I've always taken a lot of pride uh, on, on how my guys play and perform and, um, and the work that I, I, I put in. Because I believe you, gotta, you can still outwork people. You can still outcompete. You can outthink. You know, it's not always just the talent. You know, I think there's a, the, you know, there's a lot of ways that you can close a gap. And that's the awesome thing about this game, all the things that it, that it teaches. And um, so anyway, I just, I believe, um, you know, when, when again, I go back to, you said how, how crazy busy it is, you know, just, you can only take it one day at a time. And I learned something, you know, I learned something from Coach Sweeney. It was just have a, a singular focus, man. And uh, you can't do it all, you know, in a day, just focus on, on, on being great today having a, again, a windshield mentality, you know, it's always, again, that's why God put your eyes in front of your head, right? You know, eyes forward before we're thinking and everything you do. Again, that doesn't mean you completely forget about your past. Let's say you're riding shotgun with me right now, right? I mean, you're riding shotgun. Uh, Gabe, we got all three of us up in the, in the front seat, but I'm driving. Okay. I'm, I'm a senior here. Okay. So y'all are riding shotgun with me. All right. Can you see it? Yes or I, no? Can I, you see I it? got okay, it. Good. I got all it. Right, good. All right. Sh- talking here. Here we go. So we're riding down the road here and we got this little small rear view mirror. We got a big old windshield, but coach B is focused on the past. And he's looking in that wind, that, that uh, rear view mirror. And I'm staring at Gabe. What am I going to do? You're probably going to get in a wreck and kill us coach. Yeah. <laughs> this bad boy is getting ready to go in the ditch. If I'm focusing on, you know, the past. And so again, that's the same thing I want for our players, our program. We got to focus. Yeah. Again, learn. Whether you win, whether you lose, man, it's always about what's next. And uh, and you know, Coach Sweeney, I love man. He would he would just hammer that, you know. And I'm just that's something that's always resonated with me. I didn't I've always articulate it. I've always had that kind of mindset. And and I think that's what the best of the best do. They 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 can learn from the past. Um, they can learn from others. Let let somebody else's taillights be your headlights. You know, learn from others, have some humility to learn from others. You know, that's a good thing. I think the best leaders, if they do something, you know, they're willing to be led. And um, uh, we've had some incredible examples. Uh, our own maker, you know, was that way. So, uh, but I just show up with passion every day. I just think if, if you're ever, you know, if you don't love what you do, you'll never be great at it. And I learned that a long time ago. And uh, you're a, you know, a walk on like I did. You just got to figure stuff out, man. But you got to love that journey, all of it. You can be down in the mud. You can be down in the valleys. And that's where nobody loves to be. But that's where the real growth happens. There's got to be challenge in order for there to be some change uh, in your life. Challenge is what we all need. And, um, you know, we're, we're, 
we are taught and we grow and improve uh, by and through challenges. That's the only other, that's the only way it can happen. Uh, the improvement process, you know, sometimes it's discouraging, um, you know, but it leads to change and that's ultimately, you know, uh, you know, what, you know, what we want to do. So just in, in getting better and those types of things. So really just trying to be very open, honest, and transparent with the players on developing relationships that have to happen over time. It can't just, um, some, I'm your coach and like, okay, I'm the best coach you ever had. And, um, everything's great. No, man, you have to, you have to nurture those relationships. They take time. And, uh, but that's exciting. That's a, that's a fun, uh, that's a fun part of, you know, what we're doing. And, um, but we got to get our guys to be intentional about everything they're doing. If we're going to be a, a great program, if we're going to be the uncommon program in college football, we got to do the common things in an uncommon way. We got to be focused on the details. We got to have a, a, a formula for success. It looks like having a, again, you know, a daily focus where we're preparing, but not only preparing because everybody's preparing, preparing with purpose, you know, uh, we got to be intentional. We got to understand our purpose. Um, you know, we got to have, you know, effort. Yes. Uncommon effort in everything that we do, non-negotiable, uh, but we got to have effort with technique. You know, you can't just have a guy, you know, playing, you know, going down full speed on the kickoff, but he doesn't have a technique, a gap that he's got to fit in crossing face, whatever that is, leveraging the football. He's got to have effort with technique that, that leads to, to execution. Okay. And then we got to have just this all in commitment to doing your best in everything that you're doing. You know, how you do anything is how you do everything. And, um, you know, we got to make sure that our guys are committed on and off the field. You can't be, uh, you know, an all American football player and just be a complete moron in the classroom. My experience has been, you know, your, your habits, you know, they carry over. You know, if you're inconsistent on the field or in the classroom, that's usually what you are in one of the, uh, you know, and you got to make excellence a habit and, and not being perfect, but just guys committed to doing their best, not focusing on being the best. Because I think when you focus on being the best, how many, how many national championships are there a year? National championships in football. So it's they're in college, it's one. And if you just, if, if it's all in, if it's Russian roulette and you come up, and you don't you don't win it all, man. You can have a great year. Sometimes it's just not in the cards. Maybe maybe your starting quarterback, you know, gets hurt. You know, and you know maybe you're really young on defense, man. Sometimes it's not in the cards. That doesn't mean you don't have a great year. That you you don't like all the effort, all the work, all the sweat. You know, every, all the all the growth. You know, isn't a great year. I don't want to be a fatalistic program. You know, well, that's not who we're going to be. We're going to have high standards. We're going to have, you know, big time goals. And, uh, but, you know, I know I want our guys to understand that, you know, if you're committed to doing your best, you have an all in commitment to doing your best in everything that you do. Okay. You know, that we're going to measure our success by that, you know, our commitment, our work ethic, our leadership, our love for one another, um, our stick to itness, um, you know, our, our ability to endure, you know, our ability to persevere. That's the way how you measure success. Sometimes we had a we had we were ten and three at Clemson this year, and you know a lot of people are like oh man this guy's going man we had a great year, you know we had yeah we lost a couple of real tough games, you know a couple of really tough losses, and uh, what could have gone either way, and but our guys just kept fighting. I think that I think they were one and two to start the year, and and go eight win eight straight games and 
And, uh, uh, you know, when, when, again, I think that's the 12th straight year that Clemson's won 10 plus games. It's only the, like the third time in the history of college football that it's been done that, that many years in a row. That's pretty, that's a big, pretty big time. If it was so easy, why isn't everybody else doing it? Right. It's so easy. Why isn't everybody else doing it? So, you know, winning is really hard as we know, like really, really, really hard to win. Okay. Winning consistently is even harder. Like that's the mark of any really good player. In my opinion, people want to use great way too loosely for me. Great is like, Whoa, Whoa, great. You know, great is a whole nother place. Not many people or programs get to great, like great. Okay. To me, to be really good, the best, the, the, probably the, the number one quality is consistency, you know, consistent mindset, consistent work, consistent intensity, consistent response, you know, just being that Learjet man above them clouds. And uh, that's what I want from our players. And that's what I definitely want from our program. I'm not trying to have a great team. I'm focused on have a great program. A great program has roots. A great program has sustainability. A great program has longevity. Uh, a great program has a foundation that can weather the times and, and you know, well-managed success and well-managed failure is what it's all about. That's going to determine whether or not we're going to be, you know, that consistent model program. And uh, so we got to do a good job in both the good times and bad, really the hardest time to, to uh, lead is when things are going great. You got to, it's called well-managed success. You got to manage your success. It's because you have been winning doesn't mean, you, you know, you're going to keep winning. You know, we're not entitled to anything. I'm not entitled to be the head coach at Oklahoma. None of these players are entitled to be on scholarship here. You know, you know, you got to, you got to earn it. And uh, just like we got to earn the opportunity to win. And just because we won all those big 12 championships, we won all those games or, you know, we had, we won the most conference championships in the college, in the history of college football. That doesn't matter. None of that matters. You know, it only matters. Has that been hard? I, I think that's a good point because like a lot of, like you were talking about when you come into a program, a lot of times it's bad. We're picking up the pieces and everyone's real anxious to hear, okay, what do I got to do to be good? And everyone's real receptive. But when you come in somewhere and it's, it's been pretty good, right? You've won. 10 or more games, you've ripped off a bunch of conference championships. Is there, is there pushback to say, well, we've been doing this and this has worked. You know what I'm saying? Is, yeah, is there yeah, sure. to get yeah. that extra, that extra listen, little bit? Listen, is the key. listen, amazingly, amazingly, no pushback at all. Like, like, like I'm a, I'm a big body language guy. I'm a, I'm a big focused intensity kind of guy. And so I got a good vibe on people and, and I'm, you know, anybody knows me, I'm, I'm usually, I'm not the, I'm not on the, I'm not a sunshine pumper. Okay. It's not me. Now I feel like I'm a, a positive dude. I bring juice. I bring energy. I bring passion. I love what I do. Okay. But I'm also going to call it how it is. I'm very realistic. And sometimes you can get to a bad spot there too, you know, uh, yeah. So anyway, we've had just amazing buy-in. Like, and we've tried to, you know, raise the standard. We've tried to uh, squeeze them, and and uh, they've responded. And um, you know, 
to me, I want our guys to compete to a standard, show up with to, with a standard, whether that's show up to a team meeting, my expectations, y'all bring a notebook and you're taking notes. That's been pretty good. Can be better. It's been pretty dang good. You know, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking around the room and man, I can feel dudes burning, burning a hole through me, you know, with, with, with focus and uh, just investing in the moment. And, um, but I want our guys to just really embrace, you know, competing to a standard, how we work, how we compete, how we respond, how we play, how we cover to the ball, you know, uh, how we respond to uh, adversity, how we respond to success. Um, those are the things that really matter to me and uh, understanding that we're, we're showing up and competing uh, to a standard every day. And, uh, but you have to clearly define those standards and then you have to uh, reinforce it nonstop. You have to rehearse your beliefs nonstop to your, your, your coaches, to your staff, uh, to your players, um, for them to, you know, truly, you know, again, buy into it. And, um, you know, talent can give you a chance to win. Uh, but I just, I know, uh, without question that character sustains it. And, uh, and I've been just really, really, really pleased with, you know, the character of these guys and again, how they showed up, worked, competed, responded. Um, there hasn't been, well, you know, man, this is messed up you know, or I can't do it, man. We've had a can do attitude. It's been, and again, we've got plenty of guys that maybe this day or that day, we've got some guys fall short and not have their best day, but man, they've come back and responded. I know that. And uh, uh, again, just having been here at Oklahoma, um, you know, uh, back in 99, uh, we're in a much better spot. I think we all know that. And uh, so I just compare it to that. Uh, or again, you know, uh, you know, that Kansas State, that was a, a natural over over a period of time, that that transformation. But, you know, it's belief, it's attitude, it's character, it's toughness, it's work ethic. It's a lot, all the same simple stuff. The RPOs and all that stuff, that don't matter. That does not matter. You better get that other stuff right first. And so we've been really doing that. And just really, I want our guys excited about the, you know, their college experience, you know. Culture of graduation, culture of accountability. Uh, we want to equip our players intentionally, equip them with with you know tools that are going to last a lifetime. Okay, that nobody can take from them. And there's going to be a natural matur maturation that takes place. You know that 17, 18 year old version needs to be a lot different than that. You know, 21, 22, 23 year old version. Okay, whether that's education, that's physicality, that's you know mental strength that um, purpose in their life, uh, you know, there's just real growth and maturation that takes place. And that's so cool. You know, it's such a, a fun thing. And what a, a blessing that is to be a part of that, that journey. And, uh, but you want them to have a good time. What they do is hard. Like the grind is, is the grind, you know, it's a very demanding thing, uh, but you want them to have joy in their journey, man. Uh, you want them to look back and, 30, 35 years old, they want to look, you want them to look back and man, I, you know, it was tough, man, but it helped make me, helped shape me, helped form me, supported me. They loved me. They didn't use me. You know, I'm better for it. I had a great college experience. Yeah, I might have fell short here or there, my, some of my goals, but man, I wouldn't trade it for nothing. Man, that's what you want. And even more, you know, you want even more. And, um, you know, just got to get these guys, um, you know, to, um, just have competitive stamina in everything that they do. 
because it's a it's a race, man. Uh, so just to, to to have the endurance uh, that they need to to have a great you know you know collegiate experience and uh, get them to understand that you know it's all right to fail. It's not all right to be a failure, and just don't quit. You know, and that's got to be a non-negotiable. Uh, we don't ever quit in anything, and uh, you know you got to have uncommon effort. You got to have a not just intensity not just focus, you have to focus intensity. And again, we're going to be aggressive in everything. And, um, you know, I just think those are, again, some non-negotiables that uh, you want them to show up with, you know, uh, every every day. And there's some guys that are right at the end of their career, you know, here at Oklahoma, you know, uh, and I've told them, you can't go back and, and change the beginning, but you can start where, right where you're at and, and you can change the ending. And uh, so to try to create buy-in from that standpoint because i believe in that you don't worry about the past you can't you can't change it. you can't go back and change the beginning but but you can start right where you're at and uh and change that ending so uh again i just believe in um these, these young people are uh they need leadership now more than ever you know some of them have a great support system at home i mean we got to take that torch man we got to run with it, man people are counting on us to to grab that baton and and run our race and uh, in such a way as to win. And uh, we got to help. And that just means doing your best. That's all that means, you know, just do your best with what you got. And uh, you know, a lot of young guys, they come here from, from some tough circumstances. I, I grew up in tough circumstances. That's helped. That's helped me um, create purpose um, for our program and certainly for our players and certainly for myself, you know, through education, uh, you know, to create some opportunities, you know, uh, we had a lot of dysfunction in my house, you know, whether it's domestic abuse or alcoholism, I lost a brother to addiction. Uh, you know, he let, he let our circumstances, you know, uh, you know, destroy him and, you know, the good Lord, you know, he had something different for me. And, uh, I believe that, and he created purpose through that pain and that mess for me. And, it became very clear for me. And then he surrounded me with some amazing people. And again, whether it was coach Sweeney, just a, there can't be a better example of what a, uh, what a great person, what a great man, husband, father, believer, coach uh, looks like coach Stoops. What can you say? You know, he's his class and a uh, big time of a, of, of a man. And again, leader uh, as it gets. And, and coach Schneider, man, he's, he's, he, he was the master of the greatest, turnaround in the history of college football and just uh just an amazing mentor you know for me as both a player and a coach so like i said i've tried to take a little bit of everything you know and bring it with me we'll get you right back to the interview but first attention business owners you need insurica in your life yeah you do insurica is one of the country's largest insurance brokers with 30 offices throughout oklahoma texas and the southwest Insurica is able to customize programs by accessing the latest information from many insurance carriers. They compare and contrast coverage offerings and pricing in order to design a cost-effective, comprehensive program to meet your business's specific needs. Insurica's clients become best-in-class businesses by working with Insurica's team of advisors to manage risk. Purchasing insurance is only one way to protect your business. Best-in-class businesses win by avoiding a loss in the first place. If your business partners with Insurica, you'll save huge amounts of money and take back control of your total cost of risk. I'm an Insurica client and you should be too. If your business wants to be best in class, connect with Insurica at Insurica.com. That's I-N-S-U-R-I-C-A.com. 
guys, weather's getting warmer, but the weather doesn't matter because it's always hard seltzer season, baby. And there's only one hard seltzer that we drink on this podcast, and that is Sonic Hard Seltzer from Coop Aleworks. It's perfect for any occasion. We drink in the hot tub, by the fire, and at the tailgate. You can buy 12 packs of the iconic Sonic drive-in flavors like Cherry Limeade and Ocean Water, or you can grab a citrus variety pack or a tropical variety pack. Find it at your local grocery, convenience, and liquor stores. All right, back to the interview. When did you, because your story, like your background, your, your family life, and that, that's been something that you you talk about a lot now, but that was I, that wasn't always the case, right? Because I didn't I didn't know your history. When did it come to you that this is this is powerful? This is something that I can use to to help these kids to to build relationships with these kids to show that you know like my path and where I started, where I've come through, and, and just kind of use that as, as a tool with these, with these players and, and recruits and who just everyone. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, again, talking about, uh, you know, God will sometimes, you know, give you a mess and there's a message through it, put you through a lot of pain and there's purpose through it. And uh, certainly I grew up in a, in a, in a tough way. And, uh, you know, in many ways, I thought I was rich. You know, I thought my normal was the normal. You know, I really did. And uh, but I also knew very clearly some things that I know I needed to do, like go to college and get a degree. So I don't financially have to rely on other sources of income to create a very toxic, terrible environment for anybody. Um, but I'll be honest, it's probably here at Oklahoma late in my career and uh, having um I tragically lost Austin Box, uh, lost my brother. Well, that was within probably six hours of each other um, that lost both of them, both to um, addiction, uh, overdose. Uh, my brother was an alcohol functioning alcoholic, and um, he was incredibly bright, smart. He wasn't, a, he wasn't some guy out on the street with a brown bag. He was had a great job. He was, you know, and he's just so intelligent, super athletic, uh, just had a huge personality. Everybody loved him, funny. Um, and uh, he just, he let his demons get him. And I say he led, they just, he couldn't overcome them. And I uh, lost my mom and my, and my stepdad uh, to cancer. Just both of them, just a lot of things happened for me just in, a, in about a five-year period of time. And sometimes um, it takes things like that to happen, go through some things, uh, some challenges uh, for their, you know, to look at things differently or maybe, you know, finally say, you know what, God put this on my heart, you know, through this to, I need to share this. And it really took me going away uh, and and allow myself to be um, vulnerable, uh, transparent, uh, humbled to uh, be in an environment that, that, you know, coach Sweeney created, um, said, you know what, it's okay not to be okay. You know? And, uh, where, I don't know. I just, I'd always had the mindset that, you know, that I didn't want to, you know, share whatever problems or troubles or issues that would be excuse making and show signs of weakness. And man, I gotta be strong. And, uh, and I was good with that. And, but, uh, 
you know, I always knew that that could probably help. I just, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, you know, I got the strength and the courage to uh, run towards those giants, you know, and what I've been preaching to my guys, uh, I finally did it myself. And, um, and I think it's freed me up in a lot of ways. You know, it really has. And I think it's brought, it's been able to bring out the best in me. And um, I really be honest that, you know, oh, that to uh, the environment I was in at, at Clemson that, you know, uh, everybody knew everybody, everybody, there was a real deep seated connection there. And uh, I really felt like that was uh, a competitive advantage. I'll be honest, you know, the connection, the love, uh, you know, it's very genuine. You can't fabricate it. And uh, I want to create the same uh, environment here. And I know you can do it if your intentions are right. It's coming from the right place, you know, uh, you know, that's a natural, easy, organic thing uh, to do. Coach, I, I do want to talk a little football with you, although all of this stuff is it's so damn good. But looking at it, it sounds like winter is going really, really well. Uh, you talked about the buy-in. Looking ahead, and I know it's we're not supposed to look too far ahead, but looking towards spring ball, I mean, what are your goals for you and this team for spring ball? What, what, what are you hoping to get out of those spring practices? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. You know, obviously, um, again, it's, uh, we're in the get ready phase for us right now. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, that's just about again daily improvement. Um, you know, making sure that we're competing and playing and practicing to a standard, getting our guys to understand the, the correct way to practice, uh, the right way to prepare every day, you know, just a lot of standards and um, processes, uh, you know, get them to understand what, you know, uncommon effort looks like, uh, showing up with, again, a, a daily focus, you know, prepare with purpose, practice with purpose, you know, just come to practice, man, you got to have purpose to what you're doing. And um, I think purpose brings passion, intensity, and focus. Uh, you got to have great, you know, great effort, not only great effort, but again, effort with technique. And again, an all-in all in commitment to doing your best and trying to stack those days on top of each other. And uh, just, but focus on daily improvement uh, and, and kind of give them that, that formula uh, to allow them to have success. Uh, it's a really pretty simple thing. And uh, just, again, one day at a time. Uh, there's a, you know, we got to get guys better fundamentally, you know, this is a developmental game. The more you practice, the more reps you take, the better you get, uh, you know, most guys need that development. And, uh, so really focus on the development piece when it comes to fundamentals, uh, and, uh, and certainly getting our schemes down and installation, having a great comfort level by the end of the spring where our players can run, you know, player run uh you know practices uh, a few times a week during the course of the summer to continue to work on uh their game and uh you know develop the quality depth that we got to have you know lines of scrimmage finding the playmakers on both sides of the ball uh you know we have some a, a variety of newcomers um you know at all three levels uh, on defense and uh a few new guys that tied in and at running back uh, or say tied in and at uh, offensive line uh, on offense and at quarterback. And uh, we're still looking to add a, a couple of guys too here uh, throughout the spring. So 
um, you know, getting those guys transitioned is, is important. Um, but everybody's starting with a clean slate and uh, getting, again, our schemes installed on both sides of the ball. What do you think of the Big 12? It's, it's crazy how much different this league is today than whenever you were last here. And really, it's, it kind of has only happened here in the last couple of years. Like, we went from the wide open, you know, we'd have like three or four teams at the top five offenses in the country – and then kind of that – some of that mindset, we had some head coaching changes, some more defensive-oriented coaches, and it slowed down. It's more of a – it's more of a balanced league now than, than maybe it's, it's been in a long time. And what's been your impressions? Have you started to kind of sort through some of the opponents? Well, again, it's just what you said. It is uh, very competitive, obviously uh, – uh, Baylor and Oklahoma State finished first and second in the league. Oklahoma State's been one of the most consistent programs uh, next to us. You know, they are the second most consistent program. And, uh, you know, uh, good players uh, at a lot of the schools. You saw the improvement Kansas made uh, taking, you know, Texas. Uh, I guess they beat them maybe in uh, overtime. And uh, it was a tough game for the Sooners. Uh, and, you know, I'm watching people huddle up, <laughs> breaking out of the huddle. Uh, last time I coached a game that people broke the huddle was playing, we were playing Iowa in a bowl game. And, I, I, uh, I played in that game. <laughs> yeah. So you, yeah, you know, uh, that's part of the danger of the huddle is the camera might fall on you, right? Didn't the camera sky cam fell. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, no, it's been, yeah, I've watched a bunch of people uh, already just to try to get a, a good feel and, uh, excellent players still, you know, really good skill, good quarterback play, um, you know, but there are, there is a little bit more depth to the league and, and the schemes. And uh, I'm not sure if it's as um, drastic. I mean, there's a lot of uh, the ACC had a lots of, you know, variety in that league, whether it's the triple option of Paul Johnson or the three and four tight end sets of, of Boston college and, you know, the, the Gus Malls and stuff, uh, Malls on stuff down at, at Miami or, uh, you know, the Jimbo pro style of offense at, at Florida State for a good good while. You know, there's there was a lot of, uh, you know, a variety. And um, but there's more variety without question than there was when I left and uh, different styles of play and whatnot. So, um, you know, we got some teams that are playing good defense, too. So it's it, it's it's really exciting. Speaking of. Of uh, the defense being played in the league, uh, I'm not sure if you've you've decided this or not. But w- with your background, with how successful you've been as a defensive coordinator, are you still going to call the defense as a head coach? Is that a decision you've made yet, or is that something you're still kind of working through? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't uh, I don't have the intentions to call it, um, but. You know, both sides of the ball will be, you know, very involved and empower the coaches. But, you know, we have a, a system and a philosophy that, that we, we, we believe in on defense. And you know, I've hired coaches that know that system, that understand that philosophy, and I think will do a great job. Um, but always have a, you know, a, some part in it too. When's the last time you didn't call it? That's going to be a change. That's going to be tough. I, I don't picture you just standing there and being like, yeah, I'm not going to be involved in this. That's got to be, it's going to be difficult. I know you'll yeah, be on the man. headset, but. 
You still you know, gonna I'm, need a get back guy? I mean, I didn't need him. Okay, first of all. <laughs> All right. I didn't need him. I, I've never had a penalty. Never, never once. So how many years? I don't know how many years. Never had a penalty. So, you know, that is what it is. And uh, maybe it was because of the get back guy was, you know, he did a, a great job. I don't know. But but here's what I know is I don't need one. <laughs> I'll be just fine. And uh, I'm probably uh, going to be karma. Right. <laughs> but uh no, you know, I just, I, you know, I believe in the preparation, you know, the preparation. That's that's where, you know, game day should be a lot easier, you know. And uh, so we got to do a great job from a preparation standpoint. I love practice. I love I love creating more strain and practice than could ever happen in a game. I believe in that. And, uh, and, uh, and our guys will be prepared to play at a high level. And, again, our coaches will be prepared to, to coach them at a high level on game day. So, I think I think the team just my 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 belief is that the team needs me to be their head coach. And I've got to do a good job of hiring good coaches uh, that know what they're doing. And we've gone through all the scenarios and the situations and how we're going to play the game, you know. And uh, and again, game day, it certainly has its own challenges and you've got to make adjustments and, uh, you know, timing of of things are important. But, you know, players got to, you know, make plays, too. You can't. You know, you can't – you want them to play fast and aggressive and um, you want to, you know, put them in a competitive uh, advantage uh, position. And I think you, you do that. Um, but, uh, you know, and again, just like, I don't know who na- – name name a defensive coach that's out there that's a head coach. Name him. Dave Aranda. Dave Aranda. All right, Dave Aranda. And, you no, know, Dave won't say a whole lot. Whether he, when he was at D.C., he didn't say a whole lot. He doesn't say a whole lot as the head coach. So I just watch people – and he, he's, he's a terrific coach, but all right, that's not a good example. All right, give me another one. Um, I think it's just you and him. Or the oh, and let's, go, let's go to the national champion. Let's go to the national championship. Okay, yeah, Kirby. Oh, that's there's two good ones, right? So, what do you, yeah. what, what's your impression on Kirby? Is he calling the defense or is he involved? Involved. Yeah, he's very involved. How about, how about uh, Nick Saban? You think he's involved on that defense? Involved. Okay, but he's got he's <laughs> heavily got involved. Thing. All right, and they and they and, and and he's been the gold standard for winning national championships the last whatever it's been 12, 15 years, and 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 Georgia just won one. So there's two examples of defensive coach. I'm not saying I'm them or whoever. You know, I got a I got a lot to prove. I'll right say this, it right. Uh, no, but <laughs> but there's some examples, and I don't know. Does does Dave call it? Does Dave Coach Rain to call it? I don't know. I I honestly I don't know. That's a good question. But he's a he's been always he's he's been known as defensive acumen as good as there is in college football. He's a great teacher. He's a great fundamentalist. Um, systematically, looks like they're doing a lot of uh, some of things very similar, and you know. But you got to believe he has his hands in it, and they playing good defense. So there's three three dang good defensive teams right there uh with defensive head coaches um anybody else who else is out there anybody else in the league well mel tucker that just went to michigan state he's a defensive guy yeah Uh, they weren't uh gosh i don't know is there anyone else there's not even anyone else in because patterson is is now gone he was at tcu right but he called is an offensive guy didn't patterson call it yeah he did. Mm-hmm. 
Well, again, I, I just believe I got, I got to do a great job of being uh, a head coach too. And again, I've got, I got great coaches, you know, I've got great coaches, experienced, tough guys, smart guys, passionate, intense, you know, uh, we've hired some dudes, you know, and uh, so I'm excited to see them, you know, take this opportunity. Our guys will be, they'll be ready to play. I'm, I'm intense and I'm passionate, but I hired some guys that are also that way. Nobody, nobody has to be like me, you know. Uh, again, what I do isn't the only way. There's, there's lots of ways to, to approach it and to have a lot of success. So, uh, I think, I think people are going to be really excited about what they see. Speaking of one of those guys uh, that you brought in on your staff, uh, how important was it for you to get Jeff Levy back to Oklahoma? I mean, with all the success we've seen him have at Ole Miss uh, and then at UCF before that, uh, how important was it for you to get an OU guy back to be the offensive play caller? Well, I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's, it's the best of all worlds. It wasn't a necessity, you know, just like keeping – uh, Kill Gundy or Joe John or DeMarco or Bill Beatonbow, uh, you know, and, you know, that wasn't, oh, well, they're, they're Oklahoma guys. And so they get to stay. That's not how this works. Not for me. You know, they, they're all here because they're really good at what they do and they're great people on top of that. So really talented people, you got a pretty good line, really talented people but really talented people that have good intentions and their values align. Now that's a much shorter line and they all are in that line. Jeff's in that line, you know, Jeff's you know, had great success. Um, I do like, you know, I'm a, I'm a relationship guy. I want to, I want to kind of know who they are. Not kind of, I want to know who they are. And uh, uh, you know, so he said, he said yes to Oklahoma twice now. And, you know, I know who he was as a, as a player and then, I love that he's grinded in the profession and he's figured it out. He's played uh, or uh, played and coached different positions. And, um, and then, you know, he became, you know, one of the, the, the more innovative and uh, smart coaches in, in college football. He's shown a, an ability to do more with less. And, uh, and I love it. He's got a great presence to him, super smart, big dude that's got a great heart, uh, tremendous, you know, husband and father. Uh, just, man, he's a fun person. Um, but uh, he's, he's got a great sense of humility too. And, um, and I love that about him. So he's a, he's a really strong natural leader. You have one of the most balanced offenses in the country at Ole Miss run and pass. Like they're, they're really balanced, but have, do you guys have a conversation about, because it, it, it's hard you want your offense to go score as many points as possible, right? And go right down the field. But you also want to play complementary football. Is there a conversation about that balance between going fast and scoring fast or helping your defense out? Or is that just a game day thing? Is no, I think, yeah, that's a good, that's an awesome question. Um, and we have talked about that. And um, Jeff's a team guy. Jeff's, you know, you don't just have this much success and be, you know, centered on just yourself. And there's some people that are very centered on, no, this is the way we do it. This is the way I believe. I'm about me. I'm about, you know, us. And, uh, but that's not who Jeff is. But yeah, we, we spoke about that uh, a few times. And, and I believe in that. You manage it how you feel you need to manage it. Uh, I think that's strategy 101, you know, and, uh, you know, first and foremost, the number one goal is to win the game. 
you know, everybody else gets, you know, uh, all excited about, you know, how much you win by and those kind of things. And uh, the number one objective is to win the game. So what do we got to do to win? And uh, what's that formula for success look like this week? And some of it's the same every week. You want to change it up. If you have a good system, then why change it up every week? <laughs> if you got good messaging, why change it up? You don't need to change it from year to year. You stick to it. You nurture it. You evolve. You make it better. But you don't need to change it, you know. And, um, you know, so, you know, we, we've got to be able to, I think, the best of the best teams, they, they do that, you know, not just naturally, but I do think that you have to be very intentional about that, you know, one week to the next and then situational, man, where you complement each other. There's no question of if defense, what, for whatever reason, maybe, maybe the defense is, they got five guys out with COVID, right? And so we're a little short. We're already thin. Well, do what you can to, 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 to buy them some time, you know, uh, don't see how fast you can go three and out. Okay. Uh, all game long. All right. So you gotta be smart. And uh, you just, it's just common sense. Uh, and I think it's awareness by everybody, uh, you know, being on the same page, you know, on the flip side is, you know, sometimes you, it's okay to win, you know, uh, you know, three to nothing, you know, there ain't nothing wrong with that. And, uh, you know, now so you're speaking then, Teddy's language. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's do a three uh, zero game. I, how I about actually we don't? Think- I actually think our fans would love that. Maybe not at the moment, but looking back on it, be like, <laughs> hell yeah. Shut out, baby. Co- Coach, we got one more. We'll let you get out of here. Thank you. Thank you so much for being so generous with your time. But yes. when, when it comes to the players and, and you, you talk about, you know, everything being intentional, uh, I saw something that you guys posted on Twitter about the 212 club. And there were six guys in it. And it was Jeffrey Johnson, McCade Matower, Dylan Gabriel, Woody Washington, Marvin Mims, and then Eric Gray. What what have those six guys done up to this point to kind of separate themselves to where you guys decided to give them that recognition? Yeah, just I think it's as simple as this. You just gotta care a little more. Just care a little more. That's it. You know, you work a little more. You know, work a little harder, care a little more, and it's that it's that you know that mindset, that little bit more effort, that little bit more focus, that little bit more toughness. That's what it takes. You know, difference between good and great. As we know, two two eleven, it that's when you get that water boiling, and at, at you know two twelve, man, uh, that's when it's steaming and great steam and run a locomotive, and um, and and just the difference between you know what one degree does. And uh, just, I think it's the players are visual. They, they get that. They understand that. They've actually, uh, you know, we hand out the, the 212 chips, you know. And so more guys have been, you know, maybe for their day, for their day's work, man, you turned it up today. You know, you were, you were 212 all, all day today. Players get that, you know. It's a way to quantify, you know, I had a great day today. You know, be great today right where your feet are at. And um, if you do that, that's one. That's the one way, man. You have a chance to to have success. You know that daily commitment to excellence, and uh, that's what we want them to push for. We got to be very intentional. And I think when you when you have something that you you can allow the players to recognize and to validate it, to reward them with, I think it creates more buy-in, more excitement, um, you know, more passion, more all of it. 
And uh, but those guys have, you know, they've thus far they've really exemplified what that looks like for us. But I think it goes back to just just care a little bit more. When you care a little bit more, man, you'll do, uh, you know, you'll go the extra mile on everything that you're doing. We'll get you right back to the interview. But first, Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School has a long tradition of educational excellence. Just look at Mr. Eichard sitting right there. The shining example of Bishop McGinnis with a 12 to 1 student to teacher ratio. No student is overlooked. Bishop McGinnis's college prep curriculum offers 22 AP courses. There are numerous clubs and organizations for students to join. And as a proud member of the OSSAA, there are 14 sports offered. If you want to provide the best possible educational and spiritual development for your children, contact Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School or visit bmchs.org. Financial aid is available. And if you're a whiskey or bourbon drinker, stop what you are doing, head to your favorite liquor store and buy some Balcones products. you got to grab some of Balcones Lineage Single Malt Whiskey. It was just voted one of the top 20 whiskeys in the world by Whiskey Advocate, and you'll be shocked by how affordable it is. Also, you got to snag some of Balcones Baby Blue Corn Whiskey. It's made from blue corn. That's the fancy corn. And that is why it has won more than 25 awards. Last but certainly not least, you got to buy some of Balcones Pot Still Bourbon. Its big flavors make it the perfect bourbon to drink year-round. In 2012, Balcones Single Malt won the best-in-glass competition, beating brands like Johnny Walker and McAllen, and became the first American distillery to win the competition. This stuff is the real deal, people. If you love great whiskey and bourbon at a great price, then Balcones products are the only way to go. The whiskey may be made in Texas, but the owners, yeah, they're from Oklahoma. To find a liquor store that has it, visit balconiesdistilling.com. All right, back to the interview. Does it, I know we said one more, but I want just a quick follow-up on that. So there's six guys and four of them are transfer guys. And maybe I always look at things with a negative viewpoint, but to me that says, why are why do we have transfer guys that are the hungriest guy on the team? You know what I'm saying? It's like is is there is there anything to that? Like, are is any are the guys maybe that have been here? I don't want to say entitled, but I don't, I don't know. Is there anything to that at all? Here's, here's the first what thing that sticks you. out to me. I, I would say just because don't take those other guys getting rewarded as an indictment on everybody else. That's the first thing I would say. Because that couldn't be further from the truth. Okay, those were just the ones that were reckoning. Instead of recognizing twenty of them at once, all right, let's let's recognize some guys that were, you know, just been the most consistent. You know, uh, and you and there, it, there's probably a couple other guys that could have been in there. Just how it, you know how that works sometimes, and uh, that's I think that's very important because that's that's how we look at it. That's not an indictment on everybody else. I think sometimes, you know. Remember what I said when we signed up, we're going to be very intentional about finding the right people mm-hmm. that are in the portal. They're not everybody's a, a meathead. They, 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 they're, they're on a life support uh, academically or they're on their ninth live as a, you know, because they can't be trusted and, you know, they can't make a play or uh, they're not good enough where they're at. Not everybody's like that. Okay. I think that's too, I think that's negligent just to throw everybody, uh, oh, transfer portal. He must be a, uh, terrible teammate that's not true there's you have to evaluate everybody's circumstances differently okay I think that's that and it takes time to do that but you know we 
we found we we're super intentional about okay this is the vision for what it looks like to me okay this is how this is what fits for us and um and man we try to peel the onion back lift up the cushions look in the closet you know when somebody you get somebody say they're going to come over by a swing by their house and you know you got 15 minutes man you start shoving everybody in the closet and underneath the the the, the couch <laughs> and and so we we know so we we look behind uh, the curtains and open the, the the doors and lift the cushions up and we tried to do that you know we're we're not going to be you know uh mistake free in some of those decisions but um so whether it's dylan gabriel who's had a, a career of excellence uh jeffrey johnson who's been a four-year starter i don't care where you at you, you should go to college and start four straight years and you got something to you okay uh, same thing, you know, Cade Mator, you know, he goes there as a true freshman, goes all the way to California from, from Houston. And he's a starter in the Pac-12, you know, and man, people around that, man, they couldn't say enough good things about his toughness, his leadership, his maturity. Some of the, those things always come with you. Okay. Same thing. Uh, you know, he smokes dope, don't go to class, makes excuses, terrible teammate. That'll come with you too. You recruit your problems. Okay. The flip side. Um, you also recruit all those other intangibles, you know, leadership, toughness, you know, stick to it. have they show up every day, passionate, intentional, great teammate, uh, bring the best out in people, uh, know how to work, know how to compete, know how to respond. Okay. Uh, you know, you know, those take again, you know, guys that if you just look at the things that take no, no effort whatsoever, right. Being on time, have a great work ethic. Uh, great body language, energy, attitude, passion, you know, go, go above and beyond and everything that they do, man, those, none of those things take any talent whatsoever. So um, we try to find guys that have those intangibles, you know, that, Hey, they just so happen. They want the Oklahoma experience. Like, like, like I said, that's not a, their success right now. And what it doesn't guarantee they're going to have success when we start spring ball, man, they got to next day, they got to start over and do it again. You know, and, uh, but we have, there's, there's other guys that, you know, easily could have been right there in that group too. And uh, for whatever reason, those that's, they got recognized first, but there'll be more. I'm telling you, we got a lot of buy-in, man. It's been crazy impressive. Um, and, and you know me better than anybody, Ted. I don't, I don't get all fired up, you know, with false narratives. I'm not, oh man, I gotta be Mr. Positive. I am. You know, I bring juice, energy. You know, I know I'm, I'm a believer in the work that you put in right here, right now, in this moment to get the results that we want. I believe in that. Okay. I'm committed to that. I know, I know the result of that. And, um, but man, hard guys have been amazing. And guys that have been here, uh, maybe some guys that have been in the outhouse, if you will, they're changing. Uh, they're saying it. The teammates are saying it. The support people that have been here are saying it. And um, and so you just, again, trying to get that that done. Uh, again, changing behaviors and mindset and attitude and outlook, uh, you know, habits, you know. You're trying to just change those, influence those, you know, one conversation, one workout, one day at a time, you know. And uh, But more than anything else, they got to know that we believe in them. That's our job. You know, and uh, you got to create a vision for what we want, and then you've got to support them and motivate them, inspire them, uh, challenge them, all of it.
You know, that's our job as coaches. And uh, our coaches have been doing a great job, but they've do, been doing a terrific job of buying in. And uh, so that's super encouraging, uh, really, really, really encouraging. Uh, before we ever get to the practice field, it's been a real fun, um, you know, three months, and especially since we've been able to start to be around the guys a lot more after recruiting got over and whatnot. You know, so far, so good, you know. And I know there'll be some – there are going to be some moments where you have a tough day. It's going to happen. You know that. And when the, hot, the hotter it gets, uh, you know, things are going to get stirred up. You know, we that we know. And, again, you have the, the challenge overall of spring ball is, you know, how many days can you quantify winning, you know, uh, you know, having a, a good day, not a perfect day, but a day that you said, man, we got better today. You know, we, we move the needle just a little bit at a time. You don't need to move it all the way over here. Just move it a little bit at a time. Hey, once in a while you might move it. You can't, you can't do that very often, man, but you gotta, you gotta just, you gotta, we gotta be that, that graph on the, uh, S and P 500, right, man. You know, what you don't want, you want to avoid some of those, crazy days right like we're living in some crazy times um but uh but so anyway i just i think more i would say you better guard against indicting everybody else that didn't make it or players that have been here because i man i've been fired up and go down that list and i will at some point in time uh, you got to keep proving it and earning it every day and uh we want to reward those guys for their exceptional work though right now I I know coaches always hand it to quarterbacks too, you know, just because they're the leaders. So we got to give <laughs> them the freebies, voted the captain. Yeah. BS. Hey, <laughs> listen, listen, he's earned that though. Trust me. No, you I know, know he has. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do. I do have one other question. I know we said one more and that was one more, but <laughs> this is just, just, it's just for me. Just so I know, I, I know how to prepare if I if I come to a spring practice, can I cheer when the offense does well, or are you going to get mad at me? I'll probably I'll probably get mad. Uh, I'll be honest. That no, that was no, our relationship hey, you know when when yeah, I was playing. I you and I had an interesting. There was a lot of yelling at each yeah, other hey, in a competitive way. And when you left, it kept happening. Okay, because I'm competitive. You're competitive. I'm trying to go out there and dominate. I'm trying to like cut the life lifeline out completely and um but it, it doesn't matter what what campus you go what professional organizational you go then whoever's at practice whether it's managers it's support staff whatever somebody catches the touchdown everybody's like oh it's great it's great you know and you make a defensive play and nobody says nothing that's just the way it is and uh and, okay and that fine does. i'll cheer for the good defensive plays too <laughs> well, Jeez. well you should I'm okay. writing it down. Yeah. No, hey, or, uh, me and Teddy will just come together, and Teddy can yeah. cheer for the defensive plays, <laughs> and I can cheer for the offensive plays. There, perfect balance. Hey, listen, I was so my first my first spring at Clemson. Oh my gosh, it was it was just I got baptized. We had there was a there's New New Hopkins, Sammy Watkins, Martavis Bryant, Jerron <laughs> Brown, uh, Adam Humphreys. These are all. I think one guy might be suspended from the NFL, but everybody else is still just dominating. And I had Taj Boyd, who was, you know, uh, you know, all world, all ACC, all everything. Uh, uh, we had a great running back. I forget his name right now, but anyway, they, oh my gosh. Uh, and so, yeah, I heard the, uh, 
the band was playing from start to finish my first spring ball there. It was just pretty good. I know Dabo was probably just turning it in too. Right? <laughs> uh, he'd get his arm around me, just trying to talk me <laughs> off the off the off the off the cliff. Uh he's actually pretty good, man. Uh, but yeah, I was ready to you know, so anyway, it's good. But yeah, nobody don't worry, Gabe. Everybody does just what you're doing. Uh even, even my own wife, she's over there cheering. I'm like, hey, uh, who are you working for? You know, <laughs> it's like, I, that's not a good thing. I promise. <laughs> I promise I'll cheer when the defense does well. I'll cheer. Hey, I'll just cheer the whole time. I'll, I'll, you Teddy, know, I'll just stand there and be quiet. How about that? Teddy knows that's going to be my, that's going to be my biggest challenge. And, and, and you know what? I've heard that from coaches my whole career. You know, the head coach said, you know, you, you get excited for both, and sometimes you feel like you're in conflict. And, you know, the players are going to always watch on tape. The players are always watching the head coach. You know, I don't know if they, they know that, when you're, especially when you're at spring ball. That bias is. Yeah, you, yeah, like, yeah, we want to see what his reactions are. Uh, you know, so, you know, you got to kind of create, you know, us against the world mentality anyway, right? You know, to kind of uh, – to get mission accomplished. So, uh, but really, uh, you know, I just – I can't say it enough. Just we got to have a daily commitment. You just go to spring ball, just like we are right now. We're one day at a time, you know, class, tutors, uh, learning specialist, nutrition, um, show up to workouts with the, with the right stuff on, attitude, mindset, how we respond, body language, effort. Uh, that's literally, you know, how we're going to judge ourselves every day. Just, you know, our daily commitment. What does that look like? here's the standards here's the expectation now be committed to it today and that's that's instead of trying to overwhelm our guys with these you know uh unrealistic you know quote-unquote goals whatever those are you know we really want to focus on that and just make it easy you know show up and just don't worry about depth charts and all that kind of stuff that don't matter right now man just come out and compete work fight be a great teammate you know respond you know be again Again, just focused on it. Your effort, your mindset, your body language, your intensity, uh, your aggressiveness. You know, show up with purpose every day. Don't just show up. Show up every day with intention and purpose. And because uh, I know we're going to, you know, as a staff and my expectations, the coaches that I've hired, their responsibility is to get that out of their guys every day. You know, and that's why they call you coach. You know, you got to sometimes take take players to places they can't go without you. And if it was so easy, they wouldn't need us. So we got to show up too every day. It ain't just them. It's me too. Coach, we know you're busy. We appreciate you spending some time with us, man. It's been awesome. Yep, you bet. It's been fun. I want to see you on that Russian roulette table too. Oh, yeah, I got a system. I got a system, man. Oh, my God. You Okay, you're the guy. You're the guy. He's got it it all figured out. He's got it all figured out. All right, BB, you're the man. All right, guys. Appreciate you all, man. Take care. Listen, I I know ultimately he will be judged by how many games he wins as the head coach at Oklahoma, but I don't think I'd rather have any other man leading the program. I mean, unbelievable. Totally agree. He's he's got he's got all the priorities in the right spot, in my opinion, as far as. Um, you know, building the football team from the ground up, starting with the, the program. I thought the, the line that really stood out to me was, I don't want a great team. I want a great program. And I think, 
I think that's the key to having long-term success. You got to have all of the, the foundation built, the bones of the program intact. And that's what he's building, man. I love it. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think it's, it's any accident you, that you're seeing things, you know, players that were at that junior day on Saturday, uh, seems like there's a pretty common theme of what they're building at Oklahoma is special. A lot of talk, a lot of use of the word culture, Ted. So yeah. I, I know he hasn't coached a game yet, but once again, he's, he's doing it the right way. And I really hope it goes as well as I think it's going to go because he's, he's a fantastic man, which makes it, makes it really, really easy to root for. Him. Yep. And it, the other thing is I love that. It's not that football is like the back burner issue for them. Like they are, they're fully in, they're, they're developing great systems and, and they're going to start building that with the players. But as of right now, like that is, he's not worried about the football aspect of it at all. It's all about building the, the discipline, the culture, the details. And um, I think that's a great way to go about it. Yep. You know what I love? birthday shout outs <laughs> happy yeah, who doesn't love a birthday shout out oh you thought we weren't gonna do them come on people of course <laughs> we're gonna do them happy sixth birthday to sammy hill happy 11th birthday to big will happy 12th birthday to jack ford happy 29th birthday to mac hayes happy 33rd birthday to greer desura how about that? Happy 37th birthday to Heath Flowers. Happy 37th birthday to Randy White. And happy anniversary, Randy, to you and your wife, Alia. 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 I think that's right. A-U-L-I-A. Alia. I'm going to final answer. Happy 48th birthday to Timothy George. Happy 65th birthday to Stan Bandwagon Speaks. Happy 84th birthday to Joanne Campbell Hines. Happy birthday to Sid Dixon. Happy birthday to Kobe Jackson, and congrats on the birth of your son. I'm not sure if the kid has been born yet, but it, it, the request, it seemed like the kid was soon to be born, so who knows? Okay, well, awesome. All right, let's finish up with our winners and losers of the weekend. As always, Ted, kick us off. Who do you have as your winner of the weekend? It's hard not to go with the women's gymnastics. We had a huge meet on Friday, one versus two, hosting uh, Michigan, number one Michigan coming in uh, against number two Oklahoma and didn't disappoint, went out and got the win, had a, a, a 10 score on a vault, uh, total team effort. Saw Coach Venables was there. They had a big group that, that showed up there to support was really cool and a massive, massive victory for the women's gymnastics. I, I, I feel like women's athletics at Oklahoma is absolutely rolling right now. It is. Yeah. I, I know that those programs probably don't get the attention they deserve for the most part, even though they're some of the most successful programs, not only at OU, but in the country. Now, softball, softball has turned into – an absolute beast, right? right? That is getting a lot of attention, but yeah, I mean, with, with gymnastics, softball, uh, now with, with what Jenny Baranchek's doing yeah. with basketball, man, women's athletics at OU is, 
it's rolling, man. It's it's really cool to see. Uh, you you could pull um, women's gymnastics national championship, softball national championship, and like I, there's no result that would shock me for the women's basketball. Man, they as much as they score, they could be something really to contend with in the tournament. So yeah, we are we're rolling right now and and coming off some really good performances there in the gymnastics. Yeah. All right. Who do you have as your loser of the weekend? Man, I debated on this because. Oh, no. The men's. <laughs> oh, no. He's doing it again. They've won three straight, Gabe, but there's still nowhere to be found on any of the bubble talk at all. Not even mentioned anywhere. Um, as far as I've dug around, it's like. It's going to take some unbelievable performance in the conference tournament to get them back on the page. Uh, they, I don't think they would have to win it, but they're going to have to win multiple games, and that's going to be tough. Unfortunately, winning those final three puts you in a, in a position to where right out of the gate, you're going to be drawing a really, really tough game. So, man, I, I hate to say that it's almost too little too late for the OU men's hoops team. It, it's unfortunate because what first time they've won in Manhattan in a decade. I know. And it's like, Oh, Oh yeah. Does it really, it, I really wish it felt like it mattered more. And I will say Mo Gibson was awesome. I don't know why, why they didn't just run him off the line and make him do anything else, but shoot threes. But Hey, if they're going to give it to you, keep firing Mo, keep firing. And he was 29. Yeah. He's, he's great. He Great. was seven to twelve from yeah. three. Seven to twelve. I think he had twenty-eight points or something. It was a really nice performance by him. He's had some he's had some really, really nice performances. Uh, but you know, he's had his struggles as well. But you know, that consistency is gonna be something that they're gonna have to build on. But I was just I was frustrated because I thought, you know, all the talk was hey, they win those final three, they get to that win total. They're going to be right back with a chance to get in if they get a win in the Big 12 tournament. But, man, it sure doesn't feel like anyone's like, – I feel like OU fans are the only people saying that right now because they've totally disappeared from the tournament narrative, as uh, at least at this point. They So, Joe Lenardi put something out two hours ago, Ted, and the way that Joe Lenardi does it, he's got his first four out and then his next four out and then in this small little font, he puts next. And the first team on next is Oklahoma. Ooh. We are back on the map, baby. Yeah. And if only, if only the Sooners had a matchup with a really, really good team to make a nice big splash. Come on, Baylor. Yep. Well, Baylor, you don't need the win. You're going to be a one seed. Come on, Baylor. Get some rest, recover. Don't don't mess around with the uh, the conference tournament. No need with that. It's all about the big tourney. Let's hope they get that done, man. I, hey, they've played with all of the best teams in this conference. Um, haven't beaten, but they've played really, really tight games with all of them. So they do have some good mojo going right now. That would be big time because I, I want to see them make the tournament. I think that'd be a good experience for those guys. Um, definitely be tough going, but still, man. Um, It'd be huge. Yeah. Baylor and Oklahoma there in Kansas City, 6 o'clock p.m. on Thursday night, which that's when we film the huddle. Are we 
not, not, not your problem. Not your problem. We'll yeah, we'll deal with it. We'll we'll text the people from uh <laughs> from Sooner Vision and see uh see what's going on with that. But <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm intrigued if they can get that if they can get that win on Thursday over Baylor could make things awfully interesting for Porter Moser's group. All right, for my winner of the weekend, I thought about going with LeBron James because listen, the Lakers stink, but he was awesome against the Warriors on Saturday night, 56 points. Mm. I mean, it was really fun to watch and they it, roaring comeback for the Lakers to beat the Warriors and LeBron had everything to do with it. So it was, it was pretty sweet to watch him do it, but winner winners of the weekend. Oh, you guys at the NFL combine. Perrion Winfrey is a man of his word. That's right. He told us he was going to run a four, eight. And that's exactly what our guy did. Official 489 at 290 pounds. I want to make something very clear. 489 is 48, ladies and gentlemen. If you run anywhere between 480 and 489, you run a 48. Them's the rules. That's how it works. I don't want to hear it. Well, it's way closer to 49 than 48. I don't want to hear it. If you are a 489 guy, Ted, that's 48. That's how it works. And you can take that nine out as many decibel places as, as you want. It's still a four, eight. And um, no, that was great. D- did you see the close up where his chain broke? Yeah. And, did you see the was, crazy look in his eyes? Yeah. It reminded me of when Forrest Gump's running out of the leg braces, right? He's just, <laughs> he's breaking free and off he goes. That was awesome. Well, our man Perion, maybe he could have used one of those leg braces, pulled the hammy. So I wonder how much faster he would have been if he didn't pull the hammy there at the very end. But still, with what he did at the Senior Bowl, and then you stack, not only, I, I think he was really impressive in the interviews, and you, you saw a bunch of media members being like, this guy's awesome. His media availability, he was making headlines. He was great. I, I think when you combine all of that, the Senior Bowl MVP, and him going out there and running that time, man, you talk about a guy that's just had a absolutely spectacular pre-draft process. Since he opted out of the bowl game of the Alamo Bowl to where he's at now, dude's been on a mission. And my, my goodness, he has improved his stock. Like, really, really improved it. It's unreal. Yeah, uh, really good performance. And that 4-8 is amazing. It's just in thinking about that, like how good that is for him. I watching Jordan Davis run oh. his forty is what six six three. I don't know what his official weigh in was. Three forty one. That's crazy. Four seven eight. Four seven eight. <laughs> Ran uh, juiciest broad jump. Uh uh-uh. uh. Ten three defensive tackle record at the combine since like 06 or whatever. That's insane. at three forty one. It's insane. Wow. I, I don't know what else to say. Like, and maybe the most, cause I watched, I, I love watching the D line and O line drills and all that stuff. I know some people think they're stupid. That's fine. Whatever. But him going through the bags and just how fluid he looked. And I was bummed for Perry on that. He hurt the hammy and couldn't show, you know, kind of the athleticism and all the drills, but Jordan Davis, like at the very end, you do this little like dip thing to sim simulate kind of like running the hoop you should be able to move that way at that size it's ridiculous it's crazy 
It's, it's amazing. And but, I still think he should play offensive tackle. I sound stupid when I say that. I think he would make a lot more money in his career if he switched the offensive tackle right now. He'll definitely play longer. Well, if he, if he could pick it up and, and get the technique. and I mean, there's, that's a, there's a big learning curve there. D-line is like there's pass rushing is a skill and all of that, but it's really about explosiveness, right? If you could blow through a block, then you've got it. But offensive line tackle requires a ton of technique work. That's a. Have you seen anyone come in like that late and pick it up that quick? No, not really. But if there's one person I think he could do it, I, I'll, yeah. I'll put my money on Jordan Davis doing it. Now he's not going to do that. I'm not trying to make it sound like it. I, I would just be more curious than anything. If he was like, you know what, I'm going to play left tackle. I'd be like, yes. Well, <laughs> yes. On, the, on the flip side of that, I, I think, and I wish Venables and, and crew would, um, why am I drawing a blank? Big up five-star offensive lineman for more. Bray Walker. I think they should move Bray Walker to D-line. Nose guard. Uh, I, it, I, I know that he's improved over the last couple of years, but yeah, haven't made it on the field as an offensive lineman. Now, give normally me, offensive line's the last stop. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I'm, give me a gigantic, strong dude right there at the point of attack. And I don't know, but we've really veered off from Perry on Winfrey's 4-8. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Let's, let's talk let's, about Nick Benito. Let's get this now, back in. first thing about Benito, we, we said he had to come and just kill it at the combine. Man, he looked solid. 248 pounds. I thought he looked a lot thicker. And ran an official four five four forty, a phenomenal time for really him. Good. And I, I feel like this is going to get a lot of a lot of teams' attention. I feel like he's a guy that's kind of slipped off the radar when it when it comes to you know people talking about the big time prospects at the edge position. And I, I think this this got him back on the radar. He, yeah. he had a really nice combine. I expect, I expect this to, to have a lot of teams going back to the tape and going, okay, okay, let's, let's take another look at Nick Benito because clearly the physical tools are there. Now, only 32-and-a-half-inch arms, which, by the way, longer than Aiden Hutchinson's. Turns out Aiden Hutchinson has little T-Rex arms. But <laughs> I, I, I think Benito did himself a whole lot of good. No, I, I totally agree. You know, he's, he's got some decent film out there. He's, he's beat some tackles and some nice one-on-ones. I think when they, he did a really good job in that little, that short spy that they have with him. He had a lot of production out of that. I think one of the problems he's going to face or one of the criticisms is motor. Um, you know, there's a lot of times whenever he's not just one of the guys that flies to the football. So, um, that's, that's something I think he's going to have to fight a little bit, but whenever you're nearly 250 pounds and you're running a four or five and you know, you're a, a, a guy that can win off the edge, you're going to definitely get drafted. It's just, I don't, I don't know where he's going to be picked, but that was a, that's a nice showing for him. Absolutely. Yeah. And to Benito's defense, you know, we've talked about him kind of being a tweener, but you and I, especially last season, if they just would have let the guy rush like straight up some more, man, who knows what the production would have been. 
Right? I, yep. I don't know. I don't know. I hate to relitigate that, but it, it makes you wonder. Seeing him look that way and run the time he did, I was just like, damn it. Why didn't they just let the guy go? Stop making him be the looper and just let him rush. Just let him rush yep. a tackle one-on-one. Um, Isaiah Thomas. Thought he looked really good. And, yep. and I know that, you know, he's not the most explosive guy. You look at his vert, you look at his broad, like not, nothing nothing that's going to wow you. Also, not no red flag numbers there. But at 266 pounds, running a 4.70 official 40, like I thought that was a really good time for IT. No, it's, I think it's a really good time. And it's a guy that has shown that he can do all kinds of different things for you. He can play, he can bump down inside. He can play, uh, play a traditional hand down defensive end. He's still in the size category for a stand up outside backer. Uh, you know, he's, he's a guy that can, he's really smart. He, he plays hard. I think he's, he's definitely going to get a shot somewhere. And, He's 266, and like if you want him to be a hand-down defensive end, he's going to put weight on. He's If he plays multiple years in the NFL, he's going to end up, in my opinion, around that 280, 285 number probably. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think he's he brings a bunch of different angles for a defensive lineman for a team to pick up. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Okay, Brian Osamoa, man told us he was going to run 4-5. And well, ran four, five, six, and that that'll do. <laughs> that'll do. Now, when he ran and it was like four, seven, one unofficial, I was like, "That's not right. That's not right. That's wrong." But I will say this: the fact that I would have lost every dollar to my name if someone would have said, "Hey, I'll bet you that Malcolm Rodriguez runs a faster forty than Brian Osamoa." I think I would have bet every dollar to my name on Osamoa. Now, Osamoa ran well, four five six is right. moving, but what Rodriguez at four five two? What? But hey, no surprise with Osamoa. Uh, he, he weighed in at two twenty six, which I thought was a good weight Pretty for good, him. Yeah. And man, he could fly. He looked good doing it. Yep, and he, you know, it just goes to like his biggest asset is his explosiveness. Like whenever he pulls the trigger, he just, he can go. And that number right there backs it up. He's got good film, has a motor. He's going to get an opportunity. Yeah. So we re-recorded this, or we are recording this as DeLarian Turner yell is going through the drills. He just ran his first 40, 4-5-1 unofficial. That's good. Which, check the box. Yep, that's good. Plenty fast. Plenty of speed right there. That That is – that's actually – That's huge for him. Yeah, that's, that's – I was thinking high 4-5. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's, that is a really solid number because he's a thick-built type of guy. Um, yeah, I, I love that. That's, that's really good. Now, safety is an interesting position whenever it comes to the draft. Um, you've got to be – You've got to be a serious outlier physically to go really high in the draft at safety. If you're not that, there's like a big gap between where safeties go. It's like they disappear off the board for like three rounds. Um, so I don't know. I feel the same way about him as I do like a Norwood. He's a great football player that can play multiple positions, smart, 
could be a special teams guy. I think he'll get an opportunity. And then Tyrese Robinson and Marquise Hayes, they ran fine. No, no yeah. one, no one's drafting those guys for their speed. Uh, I think Tyrese was a five, two, and then Marquise a five, three. It's, it's all about the tape with offensive linemen and can't wait to talk to those guys here at pro day about how the interviews and all that stuff went for him. So I, I thought they both looked smooth though, in the drill, especially Tyrese. He, now that, you know, he's kind of a back to being a guard. I, I think like people are recognizing that he's got really, really nice feet for, yeah. for a guy that's going to be playing on the inside. So I think as far as I could tell, everything went pretty well for those two. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, the combine is interesting for, for offensive line. Um, a lot of those, it, it, you could definitely, definitely find guys that are freak, like outliers athletically, like, like Elaine Johnson and stuff like that. But I guess it's, it's kind of hard to stand out in that crowd, I guess, so to speak. Yeah. But if you run really fast in the 40, then, then you stand out along the offensive line stuff. Other than that, they're like, oh, this is great, but we're going to go watch your tape. <laughs> right. All right, for my loser of the weekend, thought about going with Brittany Griner. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a great situation. Uh, she has been detained in Russia for who knows how long. It sounds like It sounds like it's a bit of a mystery how long she's been detained there in Russia. She had some some weed vape cartridges in her luggage when she was going through security at a Russian airport doesn't and clearly the timing is interesting with what's going on with the, uh, the United States relations with Russia currently, but I read something from the New York times sounds, I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but she could be charged for an offense that carries a sentence of up to 10 years behind bars in Russia. That's what? crazy. That's insane. The timing could not have been worse either. Uh, you think? It, it's. Uh, I just I hope know. she's all right. Like no one. I mean, have have you seen anything from her? I haven't seen anything of her being like, "Hey guys, I'm good." No, no. And as you could probably guess, a Russian prison is no walk in the park, it, and. You know, it's 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 weird. It's at a time whenever, like, the United States has no leverage at all right now on an issue like this. You know, a lot of times we see internationally, if if someone gets in in some type of issue, you know, you can go in and start some negotiations on, you know, on their behalf. But the timing is so so bad for anything like that. Wow. Yeah, Check she, the local she, laws before you go taking uh, any any drugs internationally. Yeah, wow. And if you're wondering what she's doing over there, a lot of women play professionally in Russia. They get paid really, really well. So those WNBA it's like a players, double double league deal, right? They'll go yeah. and play and then come back. Yeah. So, well, it's a scary situation, man. So hope, but wishing for the best for you know one of the one of the best women's basketball players of my lifetime. So we'll, we'll see, but yeah, yikes. But there, there's only, there's only one that can be selected for loser of the weekend and it's coach K and Duke probably best described as a beautiful disaster. 
I mean, people <laughs> spent this whole situation. People spent ridiculous amounts of money to be inside Cameron Indoor for Coach K's last home game. Students camped out for, I guess, like months to get the student tickets for it. There are like a hundred former Duke players there. They all had matching t-shirts on. They did a picture and all of that before the game. ESPN promoted the absolute hell out of it all week. Only for the pregame ceremony and all that took place before this thing tipped off to be relegated to ESPN2 because Texas and Kansas went to overtime. All this buildup just for Duke to get smacked in the second half by North Carolina. It was, it was intoxicating to watch. I have never been a Duke guy and it all stems back to when I was in high school and coach K was at one of our AAU games, watching a couple guys on our team. And after the game, we ran into him and it was just me and another guy. We asked him for a picture. He said, no, I've hated the man ever since. Wow. I was like 13 or 14. Dang. So (sighs) rooted that never forgotten that. And North Carolina, that that was so funny. If what wow. four North Carolina starters went over twenty, our guy Brady Manick <laughs> with some absolute daggers late in that game. Uh, Duke just couldn't guard Carolina. I mean, Duke just could not could not stop them offensively. And by far the best part of it, right? There's the buildup, kind of the disaster of the broadcast for ESPN. They were not in a good spot. That was brutal. <laughs> But then you had the game, and we all had that realization moment where it was like, oh, my gosh, Duke is going to lose. <laughs> and, like, they're, they're cutting to all the people in the crowd. They all have got their faces painted. All the former players have this look on their face like, oh, my God. And by far the best part, Coach K, after the game, unplanned speech, and just talks about it was unacceptable. Like tells people to be quiet. He's like, be quiet, be quiet. It was unacceptable. The season has been acceptable. And then I will say, Duke only has one choice. Now, those players, can you imagine how bad those players feel? Oh, oh my gosh. But Duke has one choice. The, the only way this isn't remembered as like one of the hilarious things in sports is if they go win the national title now, which they are more than capable of. They've got like four guys that whether it's this year's draft or next year's draft are going to go in the first round. Like they got talent. There's no doubt. But if they don't, (laughs) especially with him saying at the end of that unplanned speech after the game, he was like, the season isn't over. And like walked off. It was like his (laughs) drop the mic moment, except for the mic was on a stand, unfortunately for coach K. I, that could either be the start of the championship DVD, or it could be another thing where it's like now they go lose in the first round, and it's just it just all burns to the ground for Duke. It was hilarious, though. I enjoyed every second of it. It's tough, man. And all the buildup, like this game is always a big game, obviously, but the buildup just puts so much undue pressure on everyone involved. Like Coach K's coached, I don't know how many thousand games there, but – him his players all like ESPN just making such a huge deal of it and then bringing in so many former players it's like the game is hard enough as it is like that type of pressure and 
you know it's your coach's his last one there for the for the regular season. That's is awesome. I love that North Carolina got such a kick out of it though. That was great. Did you see them flood downtown? Did you see that? Do you see do you see the handshake line between the coaches after the game? No. Couple blow buys. Really? Couple blow buys. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Now no one went full Jawan Howard or anything, but there were yeah, there were a couple blow buys by some Duke coaches and I was like, "Oh, do I, how satisfying was that game if you're associated in any way with North Carolina? Oh, my Amazing. gosh. Amazing. I love that Manic uh, was, was a factor there late, looking like Sons of Anarchy, uh, dropping threes on the road. Awesome. Love They've it. They've had quite the resurgence, North Carolina. Yep. But that was hilarious. And- it was like watching a train wreck, man. It was just like, oh, oh, I couldn't look away. It was great. Awesome. Beautiful. Episode 195 in the books. We'll have a new podcast that'll drop Wednesday afternoonish. We're going to do a recap of OU Pro Day. So Teddy and I will both be on the coverage for that. And our plan is to record basically right after, right? Yep. Sounds good. So you, you'll get our fresh thoughts on uh, what we see at OU Pro Day. No, we'll probably do winners and losers of the week. That's probably it. But just a reminder, you can hear Teddy from 3 to 6 on 94.7 The Ref. You can hear me from 3 to 5 on Sirius XM Big 12 Radio, Channel 375. Hope you all have a great week. Until next time, we appreciate you all for listening. Do what you always do, Oklahoma. Take care of each other. Just one more time